Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Anime. I, I want to say just animated spotlight so bad. Anime. Anime spotlight. So uh, this month we're going to be checking out some of the coolest and not coolest. Oh, no. I think we're going to be aiming for the good anime movies. I don't think we're going to watch any poop ones. No, we're mostly watching anime movies that have to do with animes that we've watched um, recently or anime movies that have a huge like following or are important to cinema. Like Akira was very has been very important to cinema to animated cinema you know in the last 30 years so yeah so just really significant things and some cool ones that we just haven't seen uh which goes to the movie that we watched today we watched uh trigun badlands rumble uh it's an amazing anime movie uh it's it's one of those anime movies uh when the season's happening and they want to fit a movie in to get, you know, excitement and people ready for the next season. They they kind of plop a movie right in the middle. Kind of like with uh, My Hero, what they've done with the last couple seasons. Um, the end of one season, they did, uh, what was it, Two Heroes? Yeah. And then they did the Heroes Rising one. And, and it, the movies are canon. Uh, some, some shows have these movies and are not technically canon. But they don't acknowledge that they're not canon to the to the main story. But it's always I always joke to Katie when these movies happen. So it's like you know the Katie and Otis story, and then in between the season we go off to Hawaii for a month and we fight like rhino poachers, and then we come back to California and we never talk about the trip to Hawaii to fight rhino poachers that's what these anime movies work like they do these ridiculous things and they will never acknowledge it during the season and but the cool thing with the movies uh that's when you can show off really cool stuff that like i said technically you don't have to worry about stuff being canon usually people get really cool powers that they never ever acknowledge later Mm -hmm. uh the outfits are a little bit cooler a little different and uh, that's always a big thing with these. So this was a really cool one to watch because um, this one actually came out uh, about like seven. Well, the show was around 2000 and 2003, 2004 is when I watched it on Cartoon Network. It was made even before that. Yeah. Trigun's a pretty old anime. And then they were saying that in the next couple of years they were going to come up with an idea for a movie. That just happened to be like five, six years later. It just sat there for forever. And this movie didn't come out until 2010. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing story, but the show is done. It's a, it's kind of a one and done kind of story. And it has a really weird placement because this movie, rather than taking place like what would have been between the seasons or whatever, this actually takes place between a set of episodes so, over the course of the regular show, this movie takes place between episodes, like right around episode 11, basically, is where yeah. this sh- movie is supposed to fit into the rest of the canon. And it's very odd that it just never, I don't know, that it took them this long to, to do it and that they placed it right there. Yeah, so the the issue with it, uh, usually these shows that are just one and done seasons, uh, 
the problems are fixed or people die mm-hmm. at the end. And so a lot of them, you can't do that. Uh, spoilers, though I don't think he's dead, the end of Cowboy Bebop, Spike kind of falls over at the end. And it's, it's made to think that he's, he's finally died because he finished everything he had to do. Yeah. And that's, he beat his main bad yeah, guy. And that's and then... when heroes die, just like Goku. When everything's done, then you can die. So they've never wanted to make a movie because in in Comic-Con, they had like the creator of Cowboy Bebop come up and they were like, why have you made a movie or make a season two? And he's like, well, Spike's dead. And everybody gets quiet. And he's like, or he might be alive. I don't know. And then everybody laughs, but then they get quiet again. They're like, yeah, because no one's Fuck, sure. Man. Um, same thing with this. So towards the ninth to tenth episode is where you meet all the characters in the show. And you meet a really cool secondary character that's just about as good as Vash is. And, and so towards the ninth episode to the end, they knew it had to be after that point. And so it's, it's weird because they're not friends until towards the end of the whole show. But they're like, eh, they're kind of friends. It's a weird, like Katie was saying, it's a weird amalgamation of the whole show and where things happen. Um, I looked online, apparently there's a couple of signs that it has to be towards the 10th to 12th episode of the show, uh, because Vash does really ridiculous things to the world, and there are no signs of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. He makes dents into the moon uh, by himself, and so the moon is normal, and so it has to just be before that point. So, if you don't know anything about Trigun, because we're talking about it like everyone knows, Trigun is an amazing anime uh, it's it's about a he they a call him yeah name Vash the I was, Stampede. I was gonna go off his nickname first, but his name is Vash the Stampede. He is actually uh, labeled as a humanoid typhoon. He's a walking disaster in mm-hmm. this futuristic apocalyptic world. Yes, and so he has a sixty billion double dollar. That's how they do their money in the future. It's double dollars. Double dollar. Not to be confused with dollary dues. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say dollary dues now. So $60 billion due bounty on his head in his future. And so everybody wants a piece of him. But Vash is special because anywhere he goes, that town is probably going to explode. And it's not off the fact that he's pure evil like everyone thinks. He's just very unlucky. And he just happens to be around mm. like... Because he's always trying to foil whatever the bad guy's plan is of that episode, or in this case, the movie. So, he's just always around when the bad shit goes down, and he tends to be the only person who ends up surviving said (laughs) bad shit, because he was the one trying to stop it. And so then the bad shit gets blamed on him, basically, every single time. So, his bounty is one of the highest in that very shitty Western world. And um, so the show is just a continuation of just him trying to save the day. He's all about peace. He's a vegetarian. I would say he's... He's a pacifist. He's the closest to a pacifist in this world. He will shoot you. Oh, yeah. It won't be kill shots, but he will shoot the fuck out of you so you can't get up to kill somebody. he's an incredible shot. Yes. he, Uh, He is a pacifist because of things that have happened in his life um, over time, but he grows to just give it, like, basically hate what he was brought up for, and he was brought up to be a killing machine. The man's just, like, fucking 
dominates people. Like. Yeah. So he used his talents to save the day, and he's all about love and peace. That's love, love peace. Love and peace. Love, peace, and donuts. Those are his, yeah. his big... Oh, and boobies. He and loves women. him some boobies. <laughs> uh, that's probably his only weakness in this uh, world is just a nice pair of boobs and donuts. He will do anything. Uh, but yes, it that's... He's an amazing character. Uh, he has been the example, the way to look, the way to act to a lot of anime characters further down the road. He wears a giant red like trench coat, cool glasses, yellow hair that sticks up, an amazing gun. He's fucking awesome. And there's a reason that the show is called Trigun. Uh, you gotta watch the show to find out. It's great. Uh, anybody that that uh, you know is interested in getting into anime... This is a solid one to start with. It's 26 it's a, episodes. It's a good starter. You can get through it. Uh, it came out around the time of Cowboy Bebop, another amazing show that you should watch. Uh, it, it's I can't sing the praises. It, you just give it a shot. It's amazing. So, with this movie, Badlands Rumble, this comes out uh, 20 years before the present day of this. Uh, Vash is just in a in a town, just dicking around like he does, and he foils a a robbery, a bank robbery, the bank robbery, and he actually saves the main robber's life from his like gang because they betray him. It's a whole situation, but Vash saves everyone's life because he's because that's, that's his thing. That's what he likes to do. <laughs> uh, he's really good at stopping bullets, and he likes to take bullets out of people's guns when they're not looking. Yeah, he, he's, again, a pacifist. He's a ridiculous sleight of hand kind of mm-hmm. guy. He will dismantle guns uh, as you're looking at him. And then, yeah. Uh, he, he, so it's funny. He does all these cool things, but he makes it seem like he's very clumsy and scared and he's a puss because uh, it kind of debilitates people and not. it makes them not want to fight him like full strength. When he looks like he's a scared piece of shit, people don't want to fight him full strength. So he, he's really cool. Like I said... But it's also, it's part of keeping his identity unknown. Because he doesn't want people to assume that, or to know that he's Vash the Stampede. Because then they start looking for him. True. They start trying to get the bounty that's on him. And then he has to deal with people chasing him for that bounty. And because he's like such a, like a doof, he <laughs> plays into just being like a Vash the Stampede cosplayer a lot. Like, he... I'm just, you know, I'm just pretending to be Vash. Ha, 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 he's so dumb. And he does that all the time to get, um, to kind of get the, like, so people aren't thinking, like, oh, shit, that's Vash. Like, we need to be scared or we should try to take him on so we can get that bounty or whatever. He just, he likes to lay low, but will still, like, use his abilities for the benefit of everyone around yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, there's a few times in the show where he actually uses the truth to scare someone and to stop fighting like his eyes glow red and he's yeah. like if you don't leave i will kill you right now and they're like "Ooh, you're telling the truth i'm Ooh, gonna go you are vash the stampede <laughs> uh, no shit so he does it like i think once or twice yeah, he actually he like really looks at somebody really looks at them and they're like shit you're scary uh, but no, um, it's an amazing movie. He acts silly the whole time. So him saving that robber, uh, I can't remember that dude's name. I want to say Gasket so bad. What's his cool name? The main bad dude. Gasback. Gas back. I was going to say Gasket. 
So he saves this dude's na- uh, gas back. He saves his life. Then 20 years later, oh, um, he's special. So he's been around for a very long time. He doesn't age. Yeah. So 20 years later, he looks exactly the same and acts exactly the same. Vash. Uh, and everyone gets older and he's just the same. There. So yeah. he, he's special. So uh, uh, 20 years later, uh, Gasback, the dude that he saved, uh, is, he tells everybody that he's going to stage this ridiculous just caper in front of everybody at this like town. And so Vash seems to want to scoot over there along with all these bounty hunters going for Gasback's bounty. Because Gasback has a bounty of Three hundred million double dollars, yeah. which is way more than anyone else. Yeah, so it's a, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's a pretty cool situation. So it's just a town full of bad people, and gas bag ready to steal, and then Vash is there because well, the reason the gas bag is plotting against this town is because his former gang, the ones that like almost killed him and and basically left him for dead when Vash saved him. Uh, they all went on, they took the money that they basically stole from him from that bank robbery, and they went on and they lived, like, wealthy-ass lives. So one of them, um, ran a casino, and Gasback, prior to going to this main town, he basically destroyed the casino and ran that guy out of town. Um, he, one of the other guys, like, led a big, um, base, some type of weird base, and he gasped whatever the fuck his name is, Gasback, like, destroyed the whole uh, base. And those two dudes from his old gang end up in the town that the third guy from their gang is the mayor of. Yeah. (laughs) So all three of his former gang members are back in that town, and his plan is to go there and to kill them all, basically, to make up, like, to make up for the 20 years of suffering that he's had to deal with or whatever, and... Basically, for just fucking him over 20 years ago. Yeah. And so, with some of the best anime, um, the main characters aren't really following each other or friends, but fate just draws them together all the time. Mm-hmm. It happens in Samurai Champloo all the time. Yes, they don't like each other, but they always end oh, up in the same but place I love together. They love them together so much. Yeah. Uh, so, with this, Vash is being moderately followed, but actually, in this movie, they're not there for Vash. Uh, there are two insurance adjusters, adjusters, not adjusters, adjusters, <laughs> injustice, uh, adjusters. Um, that their job uh, usually is to stay around Vash and just calculate all the damages that he's doing, and honestly to try to stop him from damaging the world because he is one of the single-handedly worst, most things destructive things in, in this world. Like he destroy cities single-handedly so millie and uh meryl, meryl are following him uh meryl kind of has a crush on him not uh, at this point no not at this she just hates him and millie's just awesome because she's millie millie's uh, a badass and so also my boy wolfwood uh nicholas d wolfwood is in town uh he's kind of a bodyguard for body guard for hire at this point uh, later on, there's other things about him that you learn. Uh, an amazing character. He carries a giant cross. He's a man of the cloth, he says. And uh, he takes off the straps off the giant cross. And lo and behold, it's a giant Gatling gun. And it's full of guns. So he's kind of like this mix of like Desperado. He's like El Mar- Mariachi. 
mixed with like a priest that will kill you. Uh, Nicholas D. Wolfwood, one of my favorite characters in anime, hands down. He is awesome. Uh, so he's in town also. And, and it's funny when they see each other, they're like excited. Well, Vash is happy to see anybody he knows. But then everybody else is like, why are you here? And so it ends up like that. Uh, there's a lot of twists and turns to the movie. Uh, we meet a new character. Usually in these types of movies, there's like at least one really cool character that you meet that you are sad when it's over because you'll probably never see him again. And obviously, uh, she's not really the love interest. Vash, any new woman, Vash is ready just to, you know, hop hop on those bones. Kind of. He just is a flirt. I wouldn't say that he's super, like, horny or gross about it, because he never is. He's never, like, a Minetta or a... Oh, yeah. He's not running out there uh, and actually attacking him, but... What's the guy from Dragon Ball Z? Oh, Master Roshi. He's not like Master Roshi. He's just very flirty. Yeah. Like, he's not ever super gross about it, or, like... He's not, like, trying to see women when they're, like, in a hot spring or whatever. Like, he's not peeking through, you know, peepholes and shit trying to look at women getting undressed. Yeah. He's just like, oh, you're really pretty, and now I'm kind of obsessed with you. Yeah, he, he does like to do that when he's talking. He'll make, like, a serious face, and he's like, we should get married later, because you're the love of my life. And then he gets punched in the mouth. Yeah. And he goes limp. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, amazing characters pop up. A really good bad guy. Um, music could have been a little bit cooler because there were some pretty cool lines in the actual show, but music wasn't bad. But all in all, it's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the coolest uh, connections to a show I've seen in a movie. Though uh, the My Hero movies, man, the last twenty minutes of those My Hero movies, Ooh, those fight scenes—they make you smile so hard. Oh, yeah. Fuck, man, Papa All Might, that's the shit. So. Uh, in Badlands Rumble, who's your favorite character? Vash the Stampede. For sure. He, uh, everything he did was fucking great. I loved all of the comedic timing. Like, they kept with the, the original, like, feel of the show and how just absurd Vash is. Like, they didn't change the character to fit into the movie. They kept it the same. Um, and they even got the original voice actor, uh, Johnny Young Bosch, who is the fucking best, um, to be in it, and yeah, Canada. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, he was Canada, but he was—he's fucking Vash the Stampede, and it was fucking great. So, yeah, Vash is my favorite. So I'm—I thought I was gonna be a little more torn on my choice's favorite character, because uh, like I said before, Nicholas D. Wolfwood—that's my boy. Yeah. Uh, and Terrell, that was Terrell's favorite character too. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, there wasn't enough of Wolfwood. Agreed. Just like Meryl and Millie, the, these other characters, other main characters, not even supporting in that show, they are very integral to Trigun because uh, there are moments where Vash is down and they they actually get him back up. Um, there wasn't enough of them, and mm-hmm. and I understand this story was very much a. There was other people's problems. Like, uh, the character that you meet that I was saying that you're sad that they're not there anymore is Amelia. It, it's all about her strife and anger towards Gasback because Gasback got her mom killed in, in the past 20 years ago. And so she wants revenge. And so she's out there to fight to get to Gasback. 
Um, so it's a lot about her story and then Vash kind of feeling bad because he let Gasback live and then all this shit's happening because of his choices 20 years ago, which they bring up a lot. They're like, well, if you just like took care of the problem before, we wouldn't be in a situation now. And he's like, well, it's not my choice to take a life. And that happens a lot in the show. Like, I- I'm not the you know judge, jury, executioner to the situation. And then people try to force him to be a killer. It, it's it's really good. But uh, I, I have to go with Vash. It's yeah. always good to see Vash again in a story. I wish they could do a couple more episodes, another season of it. Um, they could easily do something. It, it, it's awesome. It's a apocalyptic world that's shitty. And there's a guy that walks around with a gun saying that everyone can be peaceful. <laughs> he uses his gun to like go push for peace peace. yeah Yeah. it's awesome but he does these amazing things with a gun and just he talks he will man it's great he gets beat up so much and then he like i like a lot of people joke about with naruto he uses uh talk no jutsu it's uh one of naruto's greatest moves uh he will talk to the to the bad guy and just relate to them use empathy and the bad guy's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm done like killing everybody Naruto because you talked to me. Empathy. It was highly effective. Yeah, you talked to me a little too much, little kid. I don't think I'm gonna kill anybody anymore. I don't feel bad anymore. Yeah, uh, Naruto's great at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vash is really good at it too. He will talk if you let him talk more than thirty seconds. You 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 already got it. You already got the bug, and you're gonna change at some point. Mm-hmm. He's really good at that. Um. But yeah, no, Vash was amazing. He's always my favorite character. Besides Wolfwood. But that wasn't enough, so. Uh, did you put down least favorite? Or are we doing that? Uh, yeah, my least favorite was every bounty hunter in this episode <laughs> that was not Amelia. <laughs> That's not fair. They're supposed to look like shit. No, but I liked the bad guy. Like, I liked um, Gasback. Gasback. And, you know, I love all the main characters, uh, like Wolfwood and Millie and um, Vash, of course, and Meryl. I loved all of them. Um, I loved uh, Amelia, the new girl. Um, But everybody, all the other characters that weren't just, like, basic town folk were trash. They were all, I don't know, it... I just don't like them because it they're too realistic for my liking because they're very much like what bad guys basically in a lawless wild west post-apocalyptic situation would be. Oh yeah. Be a lot of Like the first people. time we meet Amelia's character, two of these fucking bad guy um bounty hunters are trying to fucking rape her. Like I mean it starts with, they're just like, they start with just like flirting, but in the fight that ensues later, it's clear that he's like, no, like, you're going to give it to me or else. And it's too, like, it's too realistic for me. Like, they're too just bad to the core people. It was a lot. Oh, yeah. So I don't like any of them. <laughs> um, In a show like this, all those background shitty people, I mean, they're there for a reason. Like, Vash is going to fuck them up anyway. Or was somebody yeah. else going to fuck him up? In that yeah. fight, they they get destroyed. No, they did. 
Um, but my least favorite character is actually the the mayor, Kane. Oh, so the main yeah. bad dude of this story, he, I don't know, he was a little too weasley for me. And usually in this world, the well-to-do people are very weasley. Yeah. Because if they could fight, they would be super jacked and super tall like everyone else that can fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it means to be able to fight. You just are jacked as fuck. Yeah. So it just he's extra weasley and he knows... That he can't win in a fight, so he has to do very tricky, stupid things. So, uh, he was... But he he did his job, right? It's just... I, I just wasn't in the mood for a character like that. Yeah. In anime, usually the bad guy is strong. Almost as strong as you. And you have to deal with it physically. But in this oh, one, yeah. it was very much a mental kind of situation. The bad guy is always fucking huge. Yeah. So, he was poop for that reason. Okay. Um, What do we got now? Seven words. Seven words. And then also, we had to know how much the movie was, how much it cost and how much it made. Okay. So, uh, I'll do my seven words first because okay. uh, love and peace always sounds so good. Um, yeah. It feels amazing to hear Vash just talk and work people over about just being peaceful and... We don't need to bring out our guns for this, guys. And then there's a scene there in a bar, and everyone's getting drunk. And Vash is like, yeah, yeah, like, we're getting drunk. Let's party. Turn up. And he's wiggling. He's, like, down on the ground, crawling around and stuff. So, I guess he's acting like he's drunk. Lo and behold, he has taken everyone's bullets out of their guns. Because he knew a fucking bar fight was going to break out. So, everyone starts pulling out their, their, their pistolas to fight. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And then you see Vash under a table just holding his guns, holding all the bullets, just giggling. And then everybody sees him and he's like, ah! And he throws the bullets and he just runs off. Uh, he's all about peace. He goes out of his way to make sure your people don't die. Uh, it still happens sometimes, but he is doing his damnedest out there to make sure no one goes down. It, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It, there's not that many characters like him out there. Usually people are like, I tried my best and it's still happened like that person died vash is doing the impossible out there to get that to happen and it's really cool in one of the first episodes that's what millie says she's like wow this was an impossible situation like he shouldn't have been able to do this he saved the day and took out that bad guy without killing him and he's like this is what i do man (laughs) i've been doing this for years so yeah love and peace man that is the best love and peace yeah (laughs) Okay, so my first seven word synopsis is now I want to watch Trigun again. You right? Because <laughs> this like not even ten minutes into this film, Otis and I were talking about how much we wanted to watch rewatch Trigun because these characters they just grow on you when you watch. Like I've only watched this show one time through, and the characters grow on you, and the story is so rich and beautiful that. You just, seeing this movie makes you want to watch it again. Um, And then my other synopsis is, needed some more Millie, Meryl, and Wolfwood. Yeah. So they're like the three main characters besides um, Vash the Stampede in the show. And you really grow to love all three of them um, as equals, or nearly as equals to Vash. And the camaraderie that you get to see between them in the show just wasn't enough 
in this movie. Like, there, I mean, it existed, and it was there, and they were friends, and they all helped out, like, helped the situation. But it would have been cool to have a little more. Like, I could have, I would have liked this movie to be, like, ten minutes longer than it was with just some more of them thrown in. Absolutely. It, yeah. It's... <sighs> but, like I said, in, in a situation, a movie like this... Mm-hmm. You can only get so much of everybody. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, and this one stays true to, like, the animated feature length because it's only, like, an hour and a half. So. Okay. So, um, I've been trying my best to find, like, the budget for it, and it seems a bit tough. Uh, the animation isn't really, re- like... It's not anything different from the show. Yeah, because usually with anime movies, when they do it, the the animation is, like, two steps, like, better well, yeah, because a lot of anime movies tend to happen at the height of whatever show they're based in. Um, and they typically go all out. Like, whatever studio is hosting the the movie goes all out and they do really elaborate, um, like, CGI fight scenes. Well, now it's CGI. Uh, but before, they would spend a lot of money on the fight scenes and make sure that it's really, 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 like... Much more beautiful than it is typically in the show. um, To kind of differentiate between the show and the movie. But this one isn't like that. This one looks exactly like the show. It's just like a 90 minute version of the show. Like this is basically a three episode arc with no credits in the middle. And it was beautiful and perfect. And honestly it didn't need all that other stuff. So I can't imagine this really cost more probably than... It would have cost to do three or four episodes. Just aside from the fact that it probably cost a little more to get the actors to do it because they hadn't been doing these characters for yeah, a while. That was probably the hardest part, just to get people back together and stuff. Apparently, so for the American dubbing of it, they only got Johnny Young Bosch to come back for Vash. Everyone else was actually different. And it, I could hear it. Wolfwood's voice was just a little different. Wolfwood's was different. I couldn't hear it in Millie and Merrill because they, they sounded got really very good similar. They got really good people to play yeah. them. Uh, but yeah, it was just a little bit off. And it, it kind of bothered me. But I, as long as they had Vash. Like, yeah, if they had done this movie without Johnny on Bosch, I don't know that this movie would have been successful yeah. at all. Like, it probably would have bombed, he's, at least in America. Yeah, he's one of those voices uh, right now, kind of like, Kevin Conroy with Batman. There are other people that have played Batman's voice. Yeah. But if you're going to do some original, like, not original, but some legit Batman stuff, and he's still around, you might need as well to be just, using Kevin you Conroy. You might as well just do it. Cause he's, Same with Mark Hamill and the Joker. Yeah, he's getting older. Like, just, just do it. Yeah. And James Earl Jones and Darth Vader. Like, yeah. They're starting to, oh, God, that's like Vader in just another voice. It's just. 92% It's like someone Vader. doing a Darth Vader or a James Earl Jones impression. Yeah, it's like 92% Vader, but you're like, that's different. That's not James Earl Like, you can Jones. feel it in your guts. It ain't right, but you're yeah. like, it's really close, but yeah. that ain't right. That's kind of what happened with this. So, the boy ain't right. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm glad that John Young Bosch came back. So, I did see the box office for this movie. Okay. So, uh, it did 72 million yen. Okay. So, that equals around 700,000 bucks US. Okay. So, honestly, for an animated movie, probably did great. For an anime movie, that's probably a lot. Uh, Especially for an anime that, you know, not everybody 
who has watched Trigun, even people who really love anime, because this type of anime is not necessarily everyone's style. Um, this is very similar to, I mean, it's basically a spaghetti western. Yeah. With just the, the main character has some special features that you wouldn't see in a spaghetti western. But it's, um, you know, the shooting aspect of it is not necessarily everyone's favorite thing. Some people like, you know, animes where people have superpowers or animes where it's like about love and or anime that's about like hand-to-hand combat. But, you know, it's not for everyone. So $700,000 is not bad at all. Yeah. No, Especially for a movie that you didn't even know came out. Yeah, I I remember, I I knew at some point there was more to the story of Trigun, but I had no idea if it was an after kind of situation or because well, like this is what like story. this was two thousand ten. So this yeah. was like a year before we met, which was way before. Like you would have watched Trigun in its original run, right? Yeah, and, like two thousand four or whatever. It yeah, so the, like the first time that it basically appeared in the u.s yeah so it's weird to me that someone who was into trigun originally did not know that this movie like happened because you would have gone and seen it in theaters so the fact that it made seven hundred thousand dollars despite that yeah is impressive so yeah it it probably didn't have like a big showing not like like recently like my hero came out with its second movie and that shit was everywhere and they're like my hero movie you know you're gonna watch it Come on down. And it's like, well, you goddamn right. Well, it was right. only out for two days. Yeah, but it made some good-ass money. Well, yeah, because they only did two... It was only out for two days. Yeah. Everyone yeah. Who, needed to, who wanted to see it needed to see it in those two days. It was, like, not optional. Yeah, but it's... Which getting... is honestly really unfortunate and a thing that I kind of hate about anime movies in the United States. Like, they need full releases. But that's crazy because the people in charge are starting to understand that anime movies are a big thing, that anime are get, it's getting big, but still they don't give them the due justice that they deserve. Because, like, My Hero... Five, my Hero is huge But five right bucks of people in charge were like, well, is that a cartoon movie? What is what is that? Like, My Hero Academia. It's, like, really big. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then just, you know, give them, like, two or three days. Yeah. Like, no, man, this should be a legit viewing. You will make yeah. money on it. Well, I would have gone and seen both of those movies multiple times in the theaters. Like we, so for specifically for my hero, and we'll get more into this when we talk about that movie or those movies. But the first my hero movie, we didn't know came out. Like we missed it. it happened really quick. We missed it um, when it was in American theaters by like what two months? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It like came out really we fast. didn't we didn't find out about it that it had come out. Until two months after it was already gone from theaters because it was only there for like a day or two. And, you know, what the fuck good does that do anybody? But if it had actually run in theaters like for, you know, more than a week or for a week at least, like we would have seen it because it came out around the time that a whole bunch of other movies were out. Like we would have seen it on the marquee and been like, oh, shit, my hero has a movie out. Like, let's go fucking see it. So, but I yeah, don't know. But yeah, uh, but Coming up, there are a lot of anime that are realizing that movies can get them somewhere. Uh, Demon Slayer, they're actually next season, and whole arc is going to be just a movie. Yeah. Uh, They're doing really cool ideas with it. Um, There are a couple of shows that still haven't had a movie yet, like Black Clover, so people are like, where the fuck is that movie? Well, the problem, (laughs) well, a big problem, too, with a bunch of these is that the animes themselves are aimed at older people 
um, which is fine, and for like for the true fan, but like my hero specifically, a big big portion of the my hero fan base is like elementary and middle school kids. Yeah. And if you're only gonna have a movie in theaters for two days, like how are any of those kids gonna get to the theater to see it? Like that's not a thing that kids can do. Like just drop things in the middle of the week and go to a fucking Wednesday night movie. Like guess I'm not going. To that's not a thing. School. That's not a thing that a sixth grader can do. Like <laughs> so they need to have full runs, like at least for a full weekend, so that people can go. You know, people with kids can go at ten in the morning or whatever and deal with that. It's just like. A mess. But yeah, uh, probably we'll see in the next couple of years, just the way the world works, uh, anime movies should get up a lot bigger. They, yeah. they should get a little more love in America. They're going to make their money in, in Japan Well, it's like and the, stuff, the so. Studio Ghibli stuff is, they do like full days or like this last year, I think they did like a one movie every week. Yeah. Until they went through all of his, all of his movies, all the... Miyazaki movies. Well, those those are a little different because people look at those kind of like this could win an Oscar because they're like thoughtful and shit, not like, oh, that's my hero is a fucking cartoon or something. You know what I mean? They I they guess. look at them differently. I don't know. I think that all critics and everyone need to just pull the stick out of their ass and realize that animation has, like, deserves a rightful place, a rightful seat at the table in consideration for everything and Mm -hmm. all animation deserves to be thought about not just like the disney's or the pixar's or the dreamworks or whatever like there's a lot of animation companies out there and there's a lot of really good animation like coming out of everywhere and yeah watch the final fight in demon slayer and tell me what the fuck kind of action you drawing yeah that shit's it's just like beautiful yeah well like my hero academia the the last movie was literally like an anime watching an animated avengers movie <laughs> like it was so like the fight scenes were so fucking cool and there was all you know the self-sacrificing and all of this really cool shit and like teamwork man like i don't know american cinema needs to get the fuck with it like yeah i don't need you know, fucking frozen to sit in the theater for 75 weeks. Like, put in some other cool shit. Not that I don't love Frozen, but, you know, there is a lot of other animation out there that deserves a spot, that deserves a chance to be seen by more than just the diehard fans who are following it on all social media so they know when some shit is going to come out. True. (laughs) Okay. Well, do you have anything else for Trigun? Watch the show. Like, Please, yeah, twenty six episodes. This movie is great. Um, I mean, you can, you can watch this movie and it'll still make sense. Like, there's this is kind of a one off. You don't have to know exactly what's happening, um, or what the show is about, or you haven't don't have to have watched the whole show to understand this this movie. But it definitely helps, um, and you definitely like you'll like it a lot. It it's reminds really me of Firefly. Good. Like that movie, you don't have to have seen the oh, show. Oh, Serenity. Or Serenity. I always yeah. get it backwards. That that movie, Serenity. You don't have to have seen it, but if I brought a friend that didn't know, just knew I was excited for it, and they watched it, I'm like, okay, I understand everyone's purpose, and yeah, and job in it. But you don't have as much of an emotional attachment. Yes. to two things. That that's the only thing. Yeah. And honestly, that's what you would get if yeah. 
you know, if you came in dryo and trigun, they're like, okay, that dude's really good with a gun. It's like, yeah, but there's more. Yeah, to there's more why. to it, but you need to watch the show. Yeah, but no, this movie's uh, really good. If you are unsure if you will like trigun um, and want to give it a shot, but don't feel like committing yourself to 26 episodes, watch this movie. And if you feel, if you find Vash to be entertaining at all, or the basic plot, basic concept of this. Of Vash, like, and the rest of the stuff that's happening, if you like that, then give the show a shot. Because it really doesn't matter if you watch this out of order too much. You're, this movie isn't going to give away anything that you learn in the show. Actually, this one holds just about the plot really close to its chest. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a standalone thing. Yeah. You could really watch this and be like, oh, that dude looks the same after 20 years. Okay, whatever. And you just yeah, go and then on. Yeah, you just go on with your life. He yeah. just looks really good. <laughs> and he's really good with a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, ditto on what everything Katie said. It, it's great. Please give it a shot. Yes. So I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, we, if you want to tweet us anything, or you have any comments or anything, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. Uh, same thing with emails. If you have any questions, if we miss something in Trigun. If we didn't say love and peace too much, if we didn't talk about that black cat that's in every episode, it pops up three times in the movie. Yep, it's uh, in there a lot. And <laughs> it's so cute. Yep, always sleep. Uh, yeah, other things that we missed about Trigun, you can email us at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Facebook at allentownpresents. Uh, we are on just about any app program that you can listen to stuff on. Just put in Allentown Presents and we'll be like the second or third choice down. Like, I upgraded us a little bit. <laughs> but we're there, and uh, we're going to keep going. Uh, I don't know what the next anime w- movie will be, uh, but it'll be a solid one. We- we're doing pretty good with our picks. Yeah. Uh, I showed, uh, I'll be quick, a quick little aside. I showed Katie the uh, intro music to Lupin the Third. Um, if you know me, you know that I fucking love Lupin the Third. It's one of my favorite anime characters of all time. Uh, Master Thief, Master Disguise, um, a lot of what thieves act like, and a lot of anime characters. This this show was in the 70s, and the music feels like that. It's very disco-y and spy-like. Big old horn dog, super smart, uh, loves his friends, but uh, them boobies get in his face, and he's done mentally. What are you talking about? Lupin the Third. Yes, I know. I know. Jeez, let me talk. I was almost done. Damn. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, I showed it that. So there's going to be Lupin the Third movie coming up. Hopefully a Dragon Ball Z one. Uh, we're going to keep going on this because it's fun. And we'll crack out some more anime movies soon. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.